0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome into another
1: episode of Loon Talk, the Score North premiere Loon-centric podcast covering the Minnesota United Football Club. I'm AJ Fredrickson, filling in for Jonathan Harrison, who is out this week. I'm joined, as always, by voice of the Loon's, Mr. Dan Terhard. Dan, how are you doing? We took a little bit of a hiatus. With uh, with last week we had technical issues we had uh, we had a midweek cup game that the, the loons get their first win at home fortunate enough it, almost storybook you're not on the call for it obviously and then uh, we have a game to recap um, that was less than ideal from this past weekend with all that time off and all the uh, the soccer that has passed us since our last time chatting how have you been.
0: Doing great. Yeah, a lot going on right now with the uh, with the U.S. Open Cup and Minnesota surviving in that, and now we start our midweek matches this week. So all of a sudden, we kind of accelerate here. And AJ, I'm not so sure it's a good time for Minnesota to accelerate <laughs> right now. It might not be where they want to be at this point. Because, you know, I'm sure when you look ahead at the season, you'd go, okay, at this point, which is right now, where you're going to start picking up play with the U.S. Open Cup, if you're still in it, and and with the Wednesday midweek matches starting up, you would probably look ahead and say, okay, he, we need to have we need to have our, you know what, in a row in a group <laughs> uh, right about now, and they don't unfortunately. So this could be a really tough stretch of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the first major news that we should discuss before we recap any games is the news regarding the personnel. Uh, that mention in Emmanuel Reynoso. He has officially returned to the States. He's back officially with the club. It was a, a statement put out uh midweek last week by MNUFC saying that he has rejoined the team. They have yet to actually uh get him back facilitated and the I believe the league suspension officially lifted to my knowledge, but he is back with the club. Uh Dan Wood, I know and it's not the immediate reactions, but uh, now that you've had some some time to actually like let that sink in, what's your feelings about the current situation regarding Emmanuel Reynoso?
0: Well, we we don't really know much more than we've known all along except we know except we now know that he's here and he's back and uh you know, he, his first order of business was to uh to get good with the league and now probably a bigger hurdle is he's got to get right with the team. You you have to be very careful um you can't just take this kid and throw him back in there he has been playing he has not been playing matches and even if he was working out it's not the same um he needs some time and his teammates probably are you know it's let's just say they're they're happy to see him but he, in a team situation like that you have a little bit of a problem with a guy that doesn't show up for whatever reason anything other than Something that's not in his own hands, you know. It's something that's not, you know, it's not an injury. It's not a family crisis. So you know, because he let his teammates down, and and so he's got to get back into. Uh, he's got to get the. He's got to win the room back because this is a young kid, but he's a leader on this team, and he's an outspoken kid. He's loud. He's gonna, you know he talks, and he's gonna. And so he's got to. He's got to win that room back, and if he doesn't do that his impact might not be uh, as big as people think. Um, So I think we got time. I I think before we say, all right, he's back, he's playing well, we've got at least three weeks before he's back and having an impact, a positive impact on the team.
1: Yeah, I know this was something that was reported on back um, after the, I believe it was the FC Dallas match late, right Mm -hmm. before the end of April. But, I believe it was Dane St. Clair, and I'm paraphrasing here, but who was asked because it it, it, it surfaced that uh, he had missed a flight prior to his actual return to uh, to Minnesota. But Dane St. Clair, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, said something along the lines of. He's not here. That doesn't really tell us that he wants to be here. The guys that are here, they want to be here. We'll yeah. Focus on that. Take that with what you will. There's uh, there could be more context to that. That was the two sentence three sentence uh clipping that i saw um but i think you, that adds to your point of there's there's a certain mend that you have to the 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 bridge needs to be rebuilt between him and maybe the rest of the locker room to a certain extent i'm sure it's not totally burned down and there's just nothing
0: there but they've moved they've moved on because the coaching staff has told them move on yeah here's who's here we're coaching the guys that are here forget about him he's not here well it's like the old girlfriend shows up and <laughs> and you don't know what to do you know, well, you know i still I still kind of like her, but I've moved on so uh they've they've got they've got to get reacquainted and and like i said i I think about maybe about three weeks from now we'll uh we'll see him he may play before then but i I think it's gonna take that long to get him in game shape and get him uh comfortable the, the the good probably the good thing for the team and for Emmanuel Reynoso, nobody has stepped up and just been outstanding in the number 10 role <laughs> that's, because that's and that makes it easier to, <laughs> no that's really good news uh you know you, you can put him in there he's like if if Song Bin Young had just been just been lighting it up and we'd been scoring three goals a match and he was getting mm-hmm. a couple assists a night you'd go hey he's going to sit on the bench for a while but we don't have anybody doing that? So, uh, let's get them back in here as soon as possible. Um, in
1: the time since that FC Dallas draw, though, they have lost on the road against uh Vancouver, they went up to BC place and lost three to two. Um, just a very kind of odd, weird game. They come back home, they host Philadelphia Union at home in the round of 32 <laughs> in the U.S. Open Cup, and they win. Mur- now, I'm yeah. not going to say miraculously, but it was a very back and forth game. Um, Bangungle Longwane with, I mean, he was the man of the match. He came on midway through and pretty, he pretty much made it happen for, for Minnesota. They go to penalties. They win seven to six on penalties. Uh, Dane St. Clair or not Dane St. Clair, uh with the night off, but Clint Irwin comes up huge twice um, in that penalty uh, PK session for the win. So they now, We'll move on, and uh, they're actually taking on their upcoming opponent, Houston Dynamo, that match on Tuesday, May 23rd. Um, but we we moved to this past weekend, Saturday, May 13th. They uh, they they head down to Kansas City, a place that they have never won in the regular season, and unfortunately, that trend continues. A 3-0 final. Kansas City kind of runs rampant in the first half. Um, they add another one in the second, and frankly minnesota i don't think at any point necessarily looked like a, a a very threatening force in this game they may have had a couple chances here or there but nothing in my opinion of super high threat um your what are your now that we've had about 48 hours to digest it your what are your reactions from uh, saturday night down in
0: kansas city well if you were watching that match and knew nothing about the teams. you're just a soccer guy and you, and you turned it on to watch it. you would have thought sporting Kansas City was probably the best team in the league <laughs> and and they did play well, but I think we made them look even better. Um, w- w- the formation didn't click at all with the group of guys that were on the pitch and <clears throat> we didn't we didn't we didn't win any balls in the middle third. Our first pass once we did move past the half line into their half of the pitch, That just about every single time that pass was just awful, and and it wasn't always because it was a bad uh, uh, attempt, but there was nobody there. I mean, every time we got past the half line, it was three guys going up against five, and they took it away. And and, I mean, it was just it was it was ugly. That was that was a really tough. It was better in the second half. They went back to the formation they're more comfortable with, put a little more offense on the pitch, and. And it was much more watchable in the second half, but obviously by a 3-0 score, it didn't change anything. But that first half was just unwatchable. It was terrible.
1: So Minnesota, they stuck with the 3-5-2 that they found success in in their U.S. Open Cup game against Philadelphia. They roll out with a back line of Miguel Tapias, Brent Coleman, and Michael Boxel in the midfield from left to right. Kamara Lawrence, Kervin Ariaga, Robin Ludd. Uh, Hassani dots and a DJ Taylor. And then they go with a Songbin young and banhukle long one, pairing up front. Uh, neither of which had uh, a, a super exciting night with just to quickly recap it. Action got kicked off in the ninth minute when a corner was kicked in and Daniel Rossero uh, rose above everybody else to uh, pretty much play a little Plinko and then put one past Dane St. Clair for the opening goal of the match. Um, in the 22nd minute, uh, Daniel Shall- uh gets, uh, I mean, a beautiful backheel by Alan Polito to set him up, and he fires one past Dane St. Clair. So in a matter of 22 minutes off the clock, Sporting Kansas City is up 2-0 over Minnesota. But just when uh, things were looking down, they spin a little bit, and Song Bing Young works and is awarded a, uh, a penalty after being taken out by Tim <laughs> Melia. Oh,
0: I'd forgotten about that. Why do you have to bring that up?
1: And 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 this is where I I said I never really felt there was a high threatening uh, situation. There was maybe about 30 seconds of the penalty was awarded. And then he goes to to the spot because Songbin Young, I I do want to say I don't think this is a representative match of like the the character and the player that he is. But it just was not a great showing. He puts a very unconventional slow run up. With a non-powerful, just it, it was just kind of like rolled towards the middle, straight down the middle, and Melia doesn't even have to move; he just picks it up, and the crowd goes wild. And at that point, you're like, "This is over."
0: So. I think, and I talked to a, I talked to a friend of mine that uh, is a lot lot better soccer player than I ever was, and he thought, "Here's what he thought." And I don't know if this is true. He thought that Song Bin Young was trying to outweigh. Um, Tim Melian. Yes. And when he got to the ball and Melia didn't commit and didn't lean, didn't show anything, he kind of, you know, kind of panicked and, and went right in the middle, which is not where you want to go. <laughs> if you haven't made up your mind by that point, then, you know, at least, you know, kick it with some, uh, with some pace to either, either side. And, and that may be what it was. He may be thinking that he could, he could, if he had a slow approach, get Tim to, you know, commit or look is always going to commit one way or the other. And then, and then, you know, plunk it in the middle, but um, it didn't work. It was ugly. It was a bad attempt. And no, I'm not saying that he's a terrible player now all of a sudden, but um, that was, if there was any way this was not going to be a three nil (laughs) result that had to go in and that would have made it two to one and most likely had been the score going into the second half. And there's such a big difference between Halftime being down two as, as opposed to being down one. Um, it, it, the way they played in the first half, if it had been 2 1 starting the second half, I think they would have felt like they had gotten a break. I mean, it would have been like, yeah. wow, mm-hmm. we were awful and we're in this. But as it stand, it was like that, almost, you know, and then when you don't score in that penalty kick, then it, all, it it works in reverse. Now, instead of having momentum before half and cutting the lead in half, You've got, you know, you've got the old goaltender fired up and doing a touchdown dance and (laughs) the crowd is going crazy. So now you've gone to taking the crowd out of it somewhat, getting on the score. It just it was a complete reversal of what should have happened with that penalty kick. And uh, I think at that point, I think I kind of, you know, it kind of felt like the handwriting was on the wall.
1: So, like you said, into half two nil. Um, they come out immediate change out of half. Brent Callum comes off and replace for Franco Fragapane. Like you said, they they did um, in the second half kind of revert back to that normal look that they go with the uh, fourth uh, four two three one. It, granted, it worked a little bit. They, I, it felt like the second half they looked a little livelier, and you could, you know, you could argue they're down two. They probably need to. Get on the attack and and take control of the game more. Um, they did, but nothing really. Nothing really was just going their way uh, in that entire match. Uh, Gotti Kinda comes on midway through the second half. And then he eventually does get a goal after a threaded ball through by Johnny Russell. He puts it past Dane St. Clair for the uh, for the third marker on the night for SKC, and they hold on to win three to nil. <sighs> Were there, were there any bright spots to take away from that? And I don't want to put the, I don't, it, it was a, it was a very poor performance overall. And the the form of this team recently in, in league games has not been ideal whatsoever. But if you had to find one little bucket of sunshine in the giant
0: <laughs> little, field of darkness, little, is there anything or no? A little, a little drop, a little Ray. <laughs> I don't, you know, there just wasn't much. And, you know, we didn't, I don't know if the forwards were, you know, if you know song bin young and and long Wane were have a good matchup because they were so uninvolved in the match um especially in the first half we didn't see what they could or could not do um when Fragapane came in uh he gave them a little spark a little boost um they keep moving Robin Lud around and I feel like he he's so clearly got one position he's best at um other than that, and nah, I don't know. I didn't think Asani Dotson had a great match. The midfield struggled because they were outnumbered so heavily in that middle third of the pitch. And defensively, eh, meh. Give up three goals. Dane St. Clair, eh. You know, I, I know. I don't see a lot of bright spots. I think this was, let's get, let's get the heck out of uh, <laughs> Kansas City and go home and, you know, practice Monday, Tuesday, and and... You know, try and turn this thing around. I think Michael Boxall, uh made some comments after the match saying, oh, we just got to. He, he was happy that they have a quick turnaround because he goes, we didn't want to sit on that thing for a week and, and, and think about it. So he was one that said, let's just turn this thing around and, and play again and and uh, <clears throat> try and get a win at home. Finally. So,
1: yeah, that was actually that's a great lead into my next question here. And you may you may have already just answered it, but. It's a quick turnaround. They are back in action right away this Wednesday. Um, It's a 730 kickoff against Houston Dynamo at Allianz Field. Uh, Houston Dynamo coming off a 1-0 loss to Seattle over the weekend. It's a quick turnaround, Dan. It's a nice little double game week. They're going to have a chance to right the wrongs from the last couple of uh, league games, especially from this past Saturday. They have... They have Houston Dynamo on Wednesday, and then it is Portland that they have. Mm -hmm. I believe they go out to Portland on Saturday. So that's another fantastic late game, which we love here at at Score We're
0: getting getting all those late West Coast games (laughs) out of the way early in the year, and that's fine. Let's get those over with. Um, With the quick turnaround, though,
1: beneficial, not beneficial, and what's maybe the mindset and the message in the locker room to to right the steering here moving forward to two pretty important games?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a good week for a quick turnaround because you're just coming off of what three matches in eight days, and now you're going to play two more in, you know, six days. Um, and, and the way they looked on Saturday, it looked like a team that needed more time. Uh, they really did. Um, Houston's not great, but neither was Sporting Kansas City. So, um, you really can't gauge anything on that. This, t- I think, I think the, the fact that this one is at home is the one saving grace for this team because man if they if they aren't feeling immense pressure to perform at home uh sure they got the US Open Cup win at home in front of you know small crowd not the same no. as an MLS match in front of a full stadium so that is to me if if i were the if i were the coach you can't do a lot in 2 days of practice monday and Tuesday. i'm assuming that that was their schedule so man i'd lean on that it's like you know you're gonna let i mean literally you're gonna let these fans down again you got we got to get this over with we can't we can't do anything for this season we're not a playoff team for the season we're nothing until we win at home i mean this has to change and so that's where i would go uh for wednesday um fresh bodies i don't know Fragapani didn't play the whole match will trap uh, should be hit, rested um, so and you don't worry too much about the defenders as far as rest Um so could be a little tired up front, you know. Does he come back with Luis Amaria or Garcia up front? I don't know that it makes a lot of difference. I like Garcia just because I like the speed factor, mm-hmm. and I think that at least forces defenses to be more aware of what he's doing and where he's at. And you know, I just want to see Long Longuane back up front, Robin Lud back up front, where he's been his best. The last month so um you know Wednesday yeah bring it on I guess I'll go with Michael Boxel. yeah let's just go get right back on the horse and <laughs> see if we can stay on long enough to sing Wonderwall
1: well we're gonna have to see if they can stay on that horse because they actually look yeah. on, on a short outlook of the schedule for them they don't have too much of a break until after their Toronto uh matchup on June 3rd they have a May 17th bout this Wednesday with Houston three days later. They travel up to port, uh, Portland. Then they're down in Houston Tuesday, part of the U.S. Open Cup. Then they're back <sighs> at just, home, is... home Saturday against Real Salt Lake. And then they go out down to Austin May 31st before returning back home against Toronto on the 3rd. So
0: until Gee. June 3rd, the max <laughs> that they have for days off is, four, is, is a four-day break. Right, and that's why I said this was the time of year if you looked at the schedule, not even knowing that, you know, where you'd be or if you'd be playing in the US Open Cup, but assuming that they thought they might be, you looked at this stretch going, man, we better be we have better <laughs> have things fine-tuned by then or it could be a really tough run. And but if I've learned anything AJ is that about the time you start thinking this team is you start feeling oh my god, there's nothing <laughs> going right, they're hopeless. That's when they seem to all of a sudden start turning things around, so i I'm optimistic about their chances against Houston. We'll get into that a little bit later, but um yeah this is a this is a really really tough stretch for them and um, if they were playing well and and had a couple wins at home right now it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, be so daunting i guess uh
1: let's take a look around some of the other Scores from throughout the league. It's been a the theme week. It's rivalry week, uh, but they've spaced that out over about two weeks here now for MLS. Um, a couple big weeks. I, I was unaware that St. Louis, Chicago was a rivalry, but that was what it was labeled as. The Chicago Fire takes it to St. Louis. As uh, we've mentioned multiple times here, that their uh, their season is now kind of evening out with a one nil loss to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte gets the win over Atlanta. Um, <clears throat> kind of looking through as as well, but FC Dallas kind of asserts their Texan dominance over Austin with a one nil win. Um, Austin, did you expect them to maybe be start as poor as they have so far this season? They are 12th right now in the Western conference, two, four and five for the record, um, a negative seven goal differential. They have really been uh, struggling here to start the season.
0: I thought that they had enough momentum coming in where they'd be a, a you know probably one of those teams that would start out in the upper half of the west and stay there. I kind of thought, I mean I didn't, I didn't really expect that they were going to make a, a run to the top and stay there, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I thought they'd be more consistent, they'd be a little bit better. It's been a it's the last couple of years and then with what St. Louis did the first part of this year. Man, good luck. We, you know, we do a segment called the predictor. <laughs> it's not easy no it's very it is, is this league is and and i think the league likes that i think that's what all professional leagues you know if they won't admit it deep down they want parity they want you know you know top to bottom to be as close as they can because it makes the the sport more interesting it makes the playoffs more interesting and it gives fan base the fan base of teams that aren't doing well gives them hope if they see that you know we're not that far off so um <clears throat> yeah it, it's really tough to predict
1: um, another notable match was Portland, the Saturday opponent for MNUFC. They pick up a home win against Vancouver, three to one, and LA Galaxy. They, they they get a win, one of their rare wins uh so far this season, a two-one bout over San Jose. Um, was there anything from around the league that caught your eye this uh this weekend, Dan? Or no, nothing too special. It seemed rather uneventful in terms of maybe just like notable aspects.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, if you're looking at it from an outsider, you probably would have looked at the uh, Minnesota-Sporting Kansas City match as one that you were kind of excited to see because, you know, how is Minnesota in a free fall? And Mm -hmm. Sporting Kansas City won their first match of the year just prior to that. And so I think a lot of people are watching to see, all right, is Sporting Kansas City just going to go right back into the uh, into losing ways, or are they are they coming back? And and the answer was they're coming back. And now all of a sudden you're looking at Sporting Kansas City and going, all right, they string together a couple more wins, and they're you know they're in the playoff picture. So it, it changes so quickly this early in the year. But um, that would have been, I think, one a lot of people were curious about.
1: So following all of the action uh, from the weekend, Minnesota currently sits ninth in the Western Conference, just in that final kind of play-in round spot uh, for the playoffs. Obviously way too early, but keeping with the Jonathan Harrison theme, I will mention that. Um, They sit three, uh, three and five. They have 12 points tied with Colorado, but uh, ahead of them because of that head-to-head bout from earlier in the season, Um, looking way ahead Seattle Sounders lead the Western Conference with 23 points and the Wednesday opponent Houston Dynamo sit in the number seven spot with 14 points. So it's still pretty congested in the middle of the table there. But um, where they sit now, they need to definitely kind of correct themselves because I don't think after the first couple of games, we would have expected them to be in the position of ninth uh, at this point of the year.
0: No, not when they started three and zero on the road. No, no. <laughs> that, that was that was like whoa, you know, uh, you know, all they got to do is just be good at home, and and if they can, you know, go win, you know, eight nine games on the road, it'll be a pretty good year. Well, that yeah, that didn't mm-hmm. happen. So, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, this is not where I expected they would be. I don't think they did either. But if you go further back to before the season started, when you once we were told Emmanuel Reynoso was not going to be here. I think there were a lot of people yep. that said, uh-oh, you know, this is a team that struggles on offense. Even when Emmanuel Reynoso played well for the last – he was really a no-show the first third of the season last year. In the last two-thirds of the year, he put up 10 goals and 10 assists. And so he thought, well, okay, here he comes, you know, third of the way through the season. If he can put up another 10 goals, 10 assists, we're doing great. But So I'm guessing that there's a lot of people that probably would say, I saw this coming without Reynoso. But then the question is going forward does, you know, can he change it? You know, that's a lot of pressure on one young, uh, you know, number 10 is that he's going to turn this whole mess around. So um, he certainly will make them better skill wise. I just don't know if it's going to, how quickly that turns into wins. So we'll find out. Before we maybe wrap
1: up and move on to the predictor and write that down. Well, just a a quick, one more question about the week ahead for MNUFC Houston Dynamo, 7.30 kickoff on Wednesday, and then it is a trip out to Portland on Saturday, 9.30 kickoff. Both those games live on Score North, ESPN 1500, live on the Score North free mobile app and uh, north.listen.com. Pre-game show will get kicked off about 30 minutes before each kickoff. But, Dan, one home match against Houston Dynamo, one road match against Portland let's say you're only going to take one. What's the more important match for Minnesota to win this week? Is it the home match Wednesday or would you rather see them exert their force on the road against a pretty tough team in Portland over at Providence Park?
0: Yeah. At this, at this point in the season without a uh, MLS win at home, I think, I think that home match is is really huge. Um, and, And actually I'll go a step further. I think, if they don't win at home Wednesday, they won't win on uh, in Portland. I mean this this is either to me, this week is either two losses or it's a win and a win or a win and a draw. Um but I think that yeah, no, I think Wednesday's by far the more important match. And um you might even see if they win Wednesday and they use a lot of the same bodies you saw on last Saturday, you might see a pretty pretty interesting lineup going out to Portland because the the points have to come uh at Allianz Field or this season is going to be a complete disaster. So got to win Wednesday.
1: All right. Uh, We'll move along here to um, the kind of game portion of the show. We'll start off with the predictor. Dan, do you want to explain to the listeners what the predictor is?
0: Yes, the predictor. We pick uh, three upcoming MLS matches, including the Minnesota United matches. Predict the winner and the score. You get a point right if you get the uh, winner or the draw correct. A bonus point if you get the score exactly correct. That almost never happens except when AJ does it. Um, and now with two Minnesota United matches this week, we'll pick those two and then one uh, wildcard match. Quick
1: recap, since we didn't do a accountability session on the last show, we'll start off with Jonathan, who uh, two shows ago, the FC Dallas-Minnesota game, he predicted a 2-0 win for Minnesota. No points there for him. He did uh, pick DC United to get the win over uh, Columbus. He picked 3-0. They went 2-1, and then he missed out points on the uh, Inter-Miami match um, for his third pick, Dan. Very rough go for you the past two weeks. Past two uh, show no. of selections, six puff, terrible. Six six total games picked. Only one point earned. That one point was two shows ago when you picked um, Miami to fall um, to the Columbus Crew two to one. Um, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, two one. So um, you get one point there. I missed two shows ago last time around though. We did uh, get my picks and I had one hit right on the money. I said Nashville was going to take down Chicago fire three to nil. That was the exact answer. So with that, the scores moved to, I am now tied with Jonathan at 13 for the lead and you're right on our tail at 12. So really nobody has uh, separated anything
0: whatsoever. Um, Well, I remember earlier in this podcast, somebody talked about how tough it was to predict these games. So, I mean, yeah, what do you expect? (laughs) I think we've made that pretty clear, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will. uh, I'll I'll,
1: I'll let you go first here with your first selection. Reminder, we are going with both Minnesota United games since it's a double game week for them. And then just one more. Any other MLS match from the week.
0: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go, you know what? I'm gonna go with the non MLS or non uh, Minnesota United match this week. On Saturday, San Antonio plays Toronto. I'm picking San Antonio 2-0. All
1: right. I will also go with a game um on Saturday. It's actually it, it's it's gonna be going right around the time that we get kicked off mm-hmm. um, at nine thirty. Seattle is uh traveling up north to Vancouver. That um, That's, that's um, is a part of the rivalry week, I guess, for MLS. But uh, mm-hmm. I think on the road, Seattle is going to have a pretty easy time. I'm going to say they beat the Whitecaps 3-0.
0: 3-0, okay. 3-0. Well, hopefully Seattle adjusts to that crappy turf better than we <laughs> did. So, uh, All right, Minnesota United on Wednesday will defeat the Houston Dynamo 2-1. That's my pick, 2-1 Minnesota Wednesday.
1: Um, I, I like where your head's at. I can't with my, uh, with this club's recent form, give them the win on Wednesday though. I'm going to say that they do salvage a single point and, uh, draw one, one on Wednesday against Houston.
0: Oh, no I wonder all. I know. I know. All right. All right. All right. So then, uh, Saturday, uh, Minnesota at Portland, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a draw in that one and let's just go zero, zero. All right, if if that's how they're
1: that's how I would expect them to get a, a point against Portland. I don't think if if anybody yeah. scores, they're not getting a point, but i uh although
0: with, with the way the defense looked at Kansas City Saturday, I don't know if zero zero <laughs> is probably the right pick. We'll see hopefully hopefully they're back to form.
1: I would like to see mm. that too. however, I'm going to make the the gray cloud prediction of a Portland two zero win over Minnesota on Saturday. yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, we'll move you wrong. I say hey, I do, too. I would love to be proven wrong. Um, We'll move over to write that down, write that down similar to the predictor, but in the sense that we don't have to do an actual score. It's just uh, three different soccer related predictions could be within the week, could be miles down the road, which is uh the theme of our absent <laughs> co-host here. Um, We do have a quick accountability session, though, coming off the board. Each one that you get correct um, adds to a goal for the season. Your goal total will win the Golden Boot at the end of the year. Um, We'll update with scores after we get to the accountability here. But we have uh, Jonathan earning from way back during week one. He said Emmanuel Reynoso will not play a game for MNUFC before the month of May, and the Loons will win at least three games during that span. They had three exactly, so they. Oh, man! So he gets the goal for that one. We do have another one. Uh, three more come off the board for him, all in the negative category. He predicted during the Galazzo portion uh, that mm-hmm. Minnesota will win the U.S. Open Cup this season and allow a total of two goals the entire tournament. Well, they're what still in it. Thinking? they're still in it, Dan, but they did allow three during the match just this past week against uh, Philadelphia Union. So that's a uh, that's off the board for him. And then the last time Jonathan was on the show two of him come uh, two of his come off the board. He said Christian Ramirez will have at least a brace in the Columbus Inter Miami match. That didn't happen. He 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 let, he found himself stay off the score sheet and he said that at least two MNUFC players will be on the match day team of the week uh the week following the April 26th game uh game week. That did not happen. Uh so Jonathan he just was high down. he
0: was high on chocolate milk that day or something. <laughs>
1: Uh so Jonathan's total draws to a wicked four. Uh he still has a lot of a lot of picks in the in in the chamber, so we'll uh see how he goes there. Dan, you had a few come off the board. Five in total. You said FC slot and will win the uh two Bundesliga this season. It's now mathematically impossible. (laughs) (laughs) The good news is they're going to be coming to town here about a month and a half. So we'll have to see if they can bring that prowess. Yes. Um, Yes. You also said uh, back on the 17th of April show that Emmanuel Reynoso will be back in the U.S. by May 4th. As of what Jonathan's research has done, he has determined that he has returned on the 5th or 6th. So (laughs) roughly 24 to 48 hours after your deadline expired. Um, he did. Put I missed in a, it by
0: two days.
1: Two he, days. He did say yeah. though that he will keep an eye out, and if we find out that he returned prior to no. your prediction, we'll adjust that. But as, as of right now, off the board. Um, and
0: if he wouldn't, if he wouldn't have missed a flight or whatever happened the first time, <laughs> I would have been. I would, he would have been here five days earlier. Missed a flight. Uh,
1: last time we <sighs> talked, you said that FC Kaiser Slotten will record a clean sheet against Nuremberg. In their match no. that, that weekend, it was a 3-3 draw. It was far from a clean
0: sheet <laughs> anywhere in that stadium.
1: Um, and the other one I actually missed one. you have one more come off the board that is in the green category, you get a point for saying Minnesota United will have five or more goals in the mm-hmm. next three matches. Uh, they've already eclipsed that, so way to go. I know. Way I can't go. believe it. Um, so you bring your total up to 10 on the season Uh, Mm -hmm. sitting in second place following me where I add actually a good amount off the board here this week. Uh, One, I said that there will be some sort of meaningful update about Mino Reynoso's status by the end of April. Taylor Twelman reported during the FC Dallas match on the 30th of April, mere hours before the month ended, that he uh, will be returning shortly, so Jonathan counted that one for me. I said that Song Bin Yang will score his first MNUFC goal in the next three league matches he did against uh, Vancouver. And then I also said that uh, by the end of May, Reynoso will be back in the country and with the team. Um, contradictory to your pick that happened within like a mere matter of days. So that was awesome. And then I said, Dane St. Clair will record a clean sheet against Vancouver with five or more saves. That was far from the truth as Vancouver took it to uh, took it to the loons. So I bring my total. It's,
0: Go ahead. I have a question. Yeah. Is Reynoso with the team? I don't think you've got that point yet he's here but he's not back on the active roster yet that's, so what does with the team mean that's a good point i assume that
1: when i and this is maybe just my misunderstanding of it but when i when i say with the team that means they have announced that he's back as like they, they're you're officially okay. announcing but but i would i wouldn't i i see where you're sitting and your, what you're saying
0: um, but you we, we you can, said at the end of May, and he will be on the roster. I'm sure by the end of May. So you'll, either way, you're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. But so ew. go ahead. just take it now. Then
1: fine. <laughs> so with counting that one, I am uh, moving into the lead with a uh, eleven goals on the season. Um, Jonathan trails both of us by quite a bit with four. But like I mentioned, he has. Yeah, he him. has this designated with like end of year predictions and his whole
0: category is he'll he'll have like 40 things come off the last <laughs> weekend on decision day.
1: Suddenly that four is going to turn into 40 in a matter
0: of days. Yeah, I know. i say he's a little sandbagger is what he is. Do you want to uh, do you want to lead off here? Or do you want me to go first? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. My first write that down. Dane St. Clair will get a clean sheet either Wednesday or Saturday this week. Write that down. All right.
1: All right. Um, I have Minnesota United. Write this down. We'll score on a
0: PK at some point this week. So, wow. Yeah. It just, what if it's in practice? Is that kind? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that, I'm sure that uh, Song Bin Young will be taking a few in practice. I'm so. looking at all the know.
1: training footage from the week. No, during the, uh, H- uh, the Houston match or the Portland match, they will score at least one would- penalty kick.
0: That would already be their fourth of the fourth attempt of the year, right? Yes, yeah. And unfortunately, they have not converted on all, on all. I don't of those. think they. I don't think they had four all last season, did they? No, that's, uh, they, that's they're playing crazy. a different. They're playing a different um, game. Go ahead. Okay, number two, they're playing a different game. All right, uh, <laughs> number two, Emmanuel Renoso's first goal of the season will not come until July. Okay. July. Write that down. Uh, right now, Manchester City
1: are in prime pole position to win the Premier Manu. League. They are set to take on Manchester United in a uh, Manchester derby for the FA Cup final. And they still have their hopes alive in the Champions League. They have the second leg of their, uh, of their Ooh. I want to say it's quarterfinal or semifinal. I forget exactly where we're at um, against uh, Real Madrid. I want to say this Wednesday. But bookmakers, oddmakers are giving them anywhere between 48 and 54 percent of converting and winning all three to secure the treble. I say that write this down. Man City will not
0: win the treble this year, so they will not. Uh, OK, they, they won't win all three of those. OK. All right. My last one, we go to two Bundesliga where my team, FC Kaisenslautern. Uh, has, what, I think three or four matches left. Uh, they are in seventh place right now. That is where they will remain, and they will end the season in seventh position. Uh, we'll look ahead to the match at Minnesota a little bit later on in the uh, in the uh, season, but that's where I have them right now. Seventh, and they'll stay there. Write that down. Uh,
1: my final one, write this down. Following uh, numerous reports that Lionel Messi has interest or has already potentially agreed to join the Saudi league after his contract with PSG expires this year. He, I'm I'm saying, write this down. He will not be joining the Saudi league just because for the sake of what Cristiano Ronaldo did, he's not, he, he saw how poorly that worked out. He's either going to go back to Barca or he's going to come to Inter Miami or, or, or just stay at PSG. He's not going to the Saudi league. So write that down. And we did actually have with the absence last week, I had a loyal listener reach out to us, uh, via Twitter DMs. They wanted to get in on the action when we, uh, when we next recorded. So write this down from Connor and Maple Grove. Mm-hmm. The King, El Ray will score in his first match back with Minnesota. Wow. I, I asked him, is that his first start? Or if he just comes on in the 88th minute and gets just a little time, a quick round of applause. He said the first game where he gets minutes at all.
0: Wow. All right, Connor. All right. But you know what? We could both be right. Yes, that could, that could come July. That could come in July. Uh, I think he'll play sooner than that, but we'll see. I hope Connor's right. I hope he's, I hope he nails it and, uh, and Ray's back soon and and back to form. So whatever, whatever was wrong with him. I don't know. Get up. You're fine. Let's go. Let's Uh, play. So. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Wednesday 730 kickoff 7 o'clock
1: pregame on ESPN yes. 1500 as well as the score north mobile app and online at scorenorth.com you can listen live that's Houston Dynamo coming to town uh, at Allianz field to take on MNUFC before they head out Saturday it's another MLS after dark yes folks we're getting them all out of the way here early this season 930 kickoff 9 o'clock pregame show same same uh, info for listening ship Dan Terhart Jonathan Harrison on on the call uh, for both of those ones. Dan, any final words of wisdom here before we pack things up and put a bow on it today?
0: Um, no, I, um, <laughs> I think this is a pretty key match at home. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as down as I probably sounded <laughs> there, but, uh, it's just, it's just, there's a lot of pressure in this team to get this thing figured out. And, and if they don't, um, you know, it's too early to start saying, Oh, it's going to be a long season. And, you know, but, if they don't, if we don't get Wonderwall on Wednesday, I'm really worried about the fans' health, mental health. It's very important to them. So, All right. we'll see what happens.
1: Well, hey, there we go. We'll see if we can maybe make some Wonderwall happen uh, this Wednesday. So that uh, that's gonna do it for this episode of Loon Talk. Make sure to like, subscribe, and rate for uh, everything here moving forward. Uh, I don't that, even know where that's coming from. Is that is that not you? <laughs>
0: My dog took my phone, and this is what happens. There we go. All right.
1: Well, hey, thanks everybody for uh, tuning. We'll ch- we'll catch you next week.
0: See you.